welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, July 31st of 2019. We're going to talk about a little bit of algorithmic turbulence. I'm going to give you some interesting tips. Uh, there's a cool one about um, robots.txt files and whether or not they're case sensitive and uh, a few other things that we'll talk about as well. There has not been a crazy amount of news in SEO in the last week, which is probably a good thing. Um, those of you who were listeners for the last couple of weeks know that I was away at MozCon for one week and didn't record and then came down with a horrible, horrible flu. Um, I still recorded a, a recording last week, but probably wasn't my best work <laughs> because I was getting over this horrible flu. But I'm healthy now and pretty excited to be talking about what Google is doing these days. Um, we had a bit of a challenging time analyzing the algorithm updates this week because it seems like there is just constantly stuff going on. Uh, we felt that July 22nd was a day where there were a number of sites in our database that had, uh, most of them had a significant jump up, uh, although some of them had a little bit of a decrease. But there aren't enough for us to really make a solid conclusion about this. At this point, I'm feeling like it's a lot of e-commerce sites uh, that have been working on a lot of trust issues and also making your product pages even more valuable to users than everybody else who has similar product pages. Um, these sites seem to be seeing some improvements. What I think we're going to do is rather than every single week saying, well, we think that, you know, this update affected these sites is uh, I'm going to wait till the end of July and probably next week or the week after we're going to give you a very thorough assessment of what we think Google is doing in terms of the algorithm. My gut instinct at this point is that they're still making changes related to how they assess trust. And what our hope is to be able to, um, show you, you know, some examples of sites that worked on trust-related uh, things and saw improvements as a result. So that's all we're going to say about algo updates for now. There's certainly a lot of turbulence going on. I saw some people on Twitter talking about potentially yesterday, July 30th, uh, being another relatively big update, uh, although I haven't really seen a lot of evidence of that in our sites that we monitor yet, so I'll keep you updated on that. Interesting question that comes up from time to time. What is a YMYL site, your money or your life? Uh, and so one of the things we put in newsletter this week was to discuss whether an online gaming site was YMYL. So if you think of these sites where you can go and play flash games, things like that, uh, a lot of people would say, well, that's not your money or your life because really it's not that important. But I think people are forgetting the element of trust. Um, and so trust is very, very important. If you're going to an online uh, gaming site, then you need to make sure that you're not going to download a virus when you go to that site. Um, and a lot of these sites have really, really horrendous ad experience. They have uh, things that just would not cause users to trust them. So we had a couple of sites come to us that were online gaming sites uh, that have seen drops with recent updates. And so, um, you know, I would really say if you're struggling to consider whether you are a your money or your life site, Really, in most cases, we believe that every site 
that helps people make decisions, that requires a level of trust to use the site is probably considered YMYL. And this is really important because it means that in Google's algorithms, you are treated to a higher standard of quality. I still think there are some sites that potentially aren't YMYL, like if you had, say, a site to demonstrate your poetry, um, something like that, perhaps not YMYL. But most of you who have websites that you care about, they are YMYL. Let's talk a little bit about our entry into Wix's SEO contest. This has sparked up a little bit of controversy. Uh, Wix has this contest this year with just two entrants, ourselves and uh, Liquid Interactive, who are running the Wix SEO haters site, and we're running WixSEOlovers.com. If you want to check out our site, uh, again, WixSEOlovers.com, what we're doing is my team are each delving into a different area of Wix. Um, for example, we published a, a post on that site just this week about how to use canonical tags in Wix, and it can be a little bit tricky, but it can be done. So what we're finding so far is, I mean, it's not like Wix is the perfect platform for SEO, but I don't think it's quite as bad as some people are saying. And we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, so far, um, the goal of this contest is supposed to be between us and the Wix SEO haters site, whoever, in a, it's, it's in December, whoever's ranking highest for the term Wix SEO will win a significant amount of money. We'll, um, hopefully it'll be us. We'll win $25,000. And even if we lose, we win $10,000 for um, our time in contributing to this. So what we're finding, and a lot of people are thinking like, hey, are you doing this just to win a bunch of money? Or do you have something? Are you in cahoots with Wix? And really, we are learning so much from this. Um, I've had some of my staff members that have not created websites create the website in Wix, and it actually worked out you know, fairly easily to create it. We're going to have a whole blog post on what our frustrations were. Um, but I think for the most part, I, I think what we really need to see is whether our site that is created in Wix will actually rank. At this point, it's not ranking for much. We don't have any links to the site. We're going to be working on that soon. Um, and it's only been a few days since it's been in indexed. Uh, so hopefully we'll start to rank soon. And we're going to learn a lot about taking a site from brand new to potentially having it ranking really well. Uh, so stay tuned for information. I'm going to keep you updated on our progress with that uh, as the weeks go by. This was a really cool tip that we put in newsletter uh, by Luke Carthy. And I thought I would include it in podcast because it's something that I didn't know, although it seems pretty obvious. I, I have never checked this out. Have you ever been doing something on your phone and you want to look at the source code? Um, so <laughs> I'll know the example. This is the example where I think many of you wanted to look at something where you know you just got a new link and you want to check out whether it's a followed link or not and you only have your phone. Um, you can actually look at the source code on mobile by just going to Chrome and typing in the URL bar uh, view-source colon and then the page that you want to see. So you can just open up the URL and type in view hyphen source colon in front of the URL and you'll actually see the source code on your phone. So, and you can control F and that will not control F. I guess you can use the three dots and search on that page to find out if your link that you got was no followed or not. Um, or, you know, if you want to do more productive things with your time, you can look at the source code that way as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. 
there was a bit of discussion this week as to whether or not a robots.txt file is case sensitive. So somebody was asking Bing specifically, and Bing came back and said that they are case insensitive. So if you are, you know, disallowing Bingbot, or and the same is true for Google, if you're disallowing Googlebot, whether you call Google um, all lowercase Google or capital G, Bing with a capital B or lowercase, it's the same thing. So that's, I don't think everybody knew that. I'm not even sure if I knew that. I mean, I've seen it done both ways. So interesting to know that we don't need to worry about capitals in our uh, robots.txt files. Um, this was interesting too, uh, something that Cyrus Shepard tweeted out from the uh, Merkle report on uh, internet marketing uh, had showed that Google organic search clicks overall this year compared to last year are down 8% uh, overall and mobile is down 4%. So what that means, the way I interpret it is overall, Google is sending less traffic to site owners. Um, and we know that that's true. I mean, a lot of the things that are happening on Google are really seem to be designed to keep people on Google's homepage. Um, you know, and so uh, you, people may not be clicking to your website. And the reason why I included this in newsletter is that if you are an SEO doing, uh, trying to improve traffic, uh, or really you should be working on it, you know, making more money for your clients. But if you're looking at your traffic to your clients and you see that you're up only a small percentage, that's actually a really good thing because overall traffic from Google is down between four to 8% for most sites. So if you're seeing improvements, you know, kudos to you, you're doing good work. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're seeing more improvements than even 8%. Um, so I thought that was really an interesting thing to, uh, to talk about. Um, Google has started sending out more notifications, well, actually new notifications this week if you are using no index in your robots.txt file. So let's talk about that. I think we covered that a little bit uh, last week or maybe a previous week. Your robots.txt file um, is really not supposed to be the place where we put no index directives. Um, if at all possible, you should have no index on the page itself. So you use it as a meta tag. Um, and that will keep the page out of Google's index. But there are some situations where people uh, found it easier to use this in the robots.txt file. So Google has told us recently that they're going to stop honoring no index in robots.txt. It'll still work just fine in a meta tag on your page. But if you have it in your robots file, they're going to stop honoring that as of September 1st. And as an added, uh, this is a really big thing because, you know, there are a lot of sites that have pages that they don't want in Google's index. And if they don't realize that this is going to stop working as of September, you're going to have a lot of indexed pages that, you know, maybe you don't want people to see them because they contain sensitive information or perhaps they contain low quality information. And if you have a bunch of low quality pages all of a sudden infused into Google's algorithms, that can actually affect you, in my opinion, in the eyes of the Panda algorithm. Um, and so we might be seeing that some sites are seeing drops after getting reassessed for quality if a bunch of these pages get added into the index. So um, Google has actually started sending out emails if they notice that you are currently blocking pages uh, with no index in robots.txt. And so if you got one of these notifications, you should pay attention to it. Okay, next thing. Uh, Barry Schwartz had a cool story that 
Um, sometimes now Google is using in featured snippets, they're using YouTube video descriptions. So something to keep in mind, if you are trying to grab a featured snippet and you just can't do it, one thing you could do is create a video on the topic and, um, you know, craft your description of the video on YouTube in a way that would work well in a featured snippet. Uh, and so the best way to do that is to look at what Google is already using as a featured snippet. And so let's say you, you say, oh, this is a paragraph or this is a table. You know, I think for for YouTube uh, descriptions to be used, probably paragraphs are the, the most um, obvious example. And then write it. You know, if people are asking, what is so-and-so? you write your description to say so-and-so is this uh, so that Google can very easily parse out that this description actually answers the user's question. So I think I'm going to play around with that a little bit. I've got a couple of sites that um, we really would like to grab the featured snippet for it. And I think perhaps if we can get a YouTube video uh, ranking that that can do the, the work for us. Um, so kind of cool thing to, to play around with. Um, a little bit of news in local SEO. We've been talking for the last few weeks about this bug with short names. Uh, and in the apparently, if you had set up a short name, some people were getting suspensions because of this. Uh, we set up a short name for hours, and it didn't cause a suspension. But uh, if you did get a suspension, these are apparently fixed. So if you are still suspended and you think it's related to the fact that you tried a short name, there might be something else going on. Uh, so I would look into that for sure. Joy Hawkins pointed out that um, now some local Google My Business profiles are showing a big request a quote button. And this is pretty cool for local businesses. Uh, it looks like something that could drive conversions. It seems that this is driven by the Google My Business messaging feature. Um, so you need to have messaging enabled in order for this to work. Uh, and it's not that hard to set it up. We've set it up for, for a couple of clients. Um, and so that can be a way to grab them more leads from the, right from the Google search results. So that's kind of exciting. And one more thing about Google My Business, apparently there's a bug uh, that has made it hard to deselect attributes in Google My Business. So if you had, um, you know, selected the wrong categories, basically, uh, for your, or not even categories, just attributes for your Google My Business, um, that's resolved now, that you can now deselect those. I don't think that affects a lot of people, but if you've been struggling with that, then that explains why uh, you were maybe having problems and it should be fixed now. So that's actually all of the news that we have to cover. <clears throat> I'm going to cover uh, one question that we have about disavowing links. And before we do that, I'm going to do just a little bit of a push here uh, to talk about our services. Um, if you are looking to have a site review done, we're back to having a couple of months waiting list now, but we still do have some bandwidth to take people on. Uh, if you have been looking to improve the quality of your site overall, we have a very, very thorough process where we take a good week to two weeks uh, thoroughly combing over your site, your competitor's sites, and just giving you as many areas as we can think of to help you improve quality. So we have a couple of months waiting list for that. One thing that we don't have a waiting list for right now, but I think we will very soon, is for link audits. Um, we're soon going to be publishing some really cool data to show uh, that disavowing links actually can really help in 2019 and um, beyond. And uh, and so 
we're anticipating we're going to have a lot more requests uh, for Link Audit work. And so at this point, we don't have much of a waiting list for that. But if you were thinking of having my team and I do a Link Audit for your site, now's the time to reach us. Um, help at mariehaines.com or um, mariehaines.com slash contact can uh, get you in there. The other one final thing is if you're not sure whether you need a link audit, we actually can do what we call a link overview where we give you our honest opinion on whether uh, your link profile is potentially causing you harm. And um, a lot of these that we do, we write back and say, you know, I think you're actually okay. You've been disavowing well, or there aren't any, you know, additional links that we would uh, want to add to a disavow. Um, and then in some cases, we've had sites where we've actually recommended going through with a full disavow. So enough sales from me. Let's finish with an SEO question. And this is about disavowing. So this is um, a question that we had via uh, the form. If you want to ask a question, you can go to mariehaines.com slash newsletter. And uh, I believe this is episode 94 that we talked about. We're going to plan some big things for number 100. We'll get back to that uh, maybe next week or so. We'll talk about that. Um, and there's a section there where you can actually ask a question uh, and we will, if we can, answer it in podcast. So here's the question. Is it SEO friendly to be proactive in disavowing links? Example, if you notice a few competitors being spammed by the same links and seeing a drop in traffic right after, should you go ahead and disavow to protect yourself? This is a tough question to answer because there's an assumption here. So the assumption is that, oh, a competitor had a bunch of negative SEO type links, a bunch of spammy links pointed at them, and then they saw a traffic drop. So should we be making sure that this is not happening to us? First of all, it's rare in my experience that that happens. And I know there are people listening who have said, no, no, I had a negative SEO attack and then I suddenly lost rankings. In my opinion, Google is really, really good at ignoring the ultra spammy type of, if you get a bunch of pharma, porn, um, you know, UGG, Michael Kors links pointing at you, those are probably not going to affect your rankings. I have seen a couple of cases over the years where I feel like, okay, maybe they did affect the rankings, um, but these sites all had a link profile that was super obviously going against Google's guidelines um, before they had the spammy links. So I think that if spammy negative SEO could work, it could maybe take a site that is already risky and push it over the edge in terms of Google's algorithms, trying to understand whether they can trust your links or not. But in the vast majority of cases, if you get a bunch of negative SEO links uh, pointing at your site, you probably are not going to see drops. Now, whenever you see an influx of links like that, you need to be really careful that you have not been hacked. And we often will refer people to, um, you know, somebody who is very, very good at determining whether your site's been hacked. But in most cases, it's just some random thing that happens, or it could be an attempt at negative SEO, but it's very rare that it happens. So, um, you know, if you saw that happening, should you look at your own site, monitor those links, and disavow whether you have spammy links coming in? There's no harm in doing so other than the time it takes. And as long as you are comfortable with using your disavow file. Um, we've seen people do more harm than good by disavowing the wrong links. And so, you know, if you're just uploading a bunch of spammy links to the disavow, probably no harm is done other than the time spent. 
Going back to the first part of this question, should you be proactive in disavowing links? So this is something we've talked about several times before, um, and I think that uh, it's worth talking about again. Um, Google has said, John Mueller has said that there are algorithms still, even in the age of Penguin 4.0, that can determine whether uh, a site has enough unnatural links, and if it does, then they put less trust in your entire link profile, or they can. So for example, if you had you know, a site that's been going along, gathering links naturally, doing fairly well, and then all of a sudden you went on a rampant link building campaign, uh, you might find that your ramping, rankings drop. And it's not that those new links have penalized you, but rather overall Google has detected that something's going on here and maybe we shouldn't trust links pointing to this site. So. Should you be proactive in disavowing? I would say the answer is yes, if you have a history of, of making links that go against Google's guidelines on link schemes. If you're not sure what that is, then uh, you know one of the things I actually wanna do, and we probably will soon, is create some tools to help you figure out whether you have links that go against Google's guidelines. Um, so I don't know if that fully answered the question. I think that you know just seeing a, an influx of spammy links is probably not enough evidence to say let's go spending thousands of dollars and you know hundreds of hours doing uh, thorough disavow work. Um, but if you are worried because you hired people in the past to make links for your site and they're links that you wouldn't want the web spam team to see, then yeah, I think that you should be disavowing these. Number one, so that you don't get a manual action in the future. And number two, so that we can be absolutely certain or as close to certain as possible that these links are not going to hurt us. So I think we're going to end it there. Um, I think there's, uh, you know, probably stuff coming up on, on the horizon in terms of algorithm updates. There's been a lot of weird turbulence. So stay tuned and we'll, you know, as soon as we can get you more data on that, we will publish that as well. And again, if you want to reach us, it's help at mariehaines.com. You can always reach me on Twitter at Marie underscore Haynes. And with that, I uh, hope that you have a fantastic week and wish you the best of luck with your rankings. Mm -hmm.